This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Phillies Backstage, a special spring training edition of Phillies Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne, along with John Brazier. Uh, welcome to Clearwater, John. You just got in uh, yesterday, right? I did. I was in a, I, I, I kind of have a good routine going here. I go to Fort Lauderdale with my family uh, for a week vacation, and I get tanned because then people, when they see me down here, they say, oh, Brazier's not working. He's obviously got a tan. Well, I was down on vacation, right? And then I drive across Alligator Alley, come here, and actually I went right to the ballpark in Dunedin and did a post-game show with uh, Kevin Stocker. So nice. here I am. Yeah. Well, and so is Jim Haley's with us, joining us uh, this morning. And uh, Jim from Lansdale. Yes, and it's the first time ever that a St. Joe's prep guy and a Harvard School guy <laughs> is interviewing a Monsignor Bonner guy for a Phillies podcast. And that's here we go. exactly why we wanted to get Jim on the podcast. Jim, welcome, guys. man. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, on. it's great Great having you. Um, first I mean, of all, how, how cool is this? I, mean, I know. You're playing for the, the, you're you're wearing for a, the yeah, Phillies. You're wearing yeah. a Phillies shirt yeah. right here. I, I still don't think it's quite hit me. Yeah, but I'm here. Yeah, living yeah. the childhood dream and, and having a blast with it so far. Yeah, had you ever been to Clearwater? You were drafted by Tampa Bay, but uh, uh, by Tampa. But had you ever been to Clearwater before? So never, never as a fan growing up. Um, it was 2018. I was here in the Florida State League, and uh, first time back since 2018. On the other side, a little more advanced in my baseball career. I've grown up a little bit, so pretty neat did you ever have it in the back of your head like i know you get drafted by tampa so you're not thinking you're thinking you're going to be with tampa I, i'm assuming you're thinking you're yeah. going to be with tampa for a long time but did you ever have in the back of your head man it would be pretty cool to play for the my hometown so it's, it's always a thought in the back of your head but when i got drafted and as i played a few years in a pro ball that kind of dissipates and it turns into like the job aspect and you really realize like if this is what i want to do for a living the, the team doesn't quite matter it's more how do i get to the big leagues and how do i stay there yeah, but John and I don't uh, subscribe to that, Jim. Sorry. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you're sitting there on draft day, you know, draft day, and when Tampa Tampa comes, like, no, I'm staying here until the Phillies draft me. I'm not yeah. playing for another team. <laughs> I grew up a Phillies fan. I was like, John, could you ever play for, I don't know, the Giants? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I'll, I'll pay for, play for whoever pays me <laughs> exactly. and drafts me. Exactly. Um, exactly. First of all, can you explain what dissipates mean? Because this is St. Joe's prep guy right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Well, <laughs> I have to, you know, have hold to do up a lot of explaining here. this podcast. <laughs> uh, well, uh, so growing up, and, you know, you, you, John and I love having, uh, you know, athletes on and, and ball players because John and I both played, but we stopped playing at a certain age when you know, yep. okay, it's, it's not happening. Uh, you know, growing up, uh, in Lansdowne, going to Bonner. I mean, were you always kind of like the best uh, baseball player on the team? Uh, I don't know that I would say the best. I get that question a lot. I yeah. played for a super talented team at Bonner, and then so I'm. I come from. I'm sure this will come up too. I come from a huge family. I'm one of ten. Ten kids. Yeah, yeah. Eight brothers and a sister. So I had the lineage before me at Bonner, and I grew up going to those games. And those teams were always awesome too. I think there was a couple of Catholic League titles in there. 
Um, so when I got to Bonner, our team was obviously very good. I still don't think I was the best player in the team. I'll throw a few names out there later on in the podcast. But um, we never ended up winning anything. Uh, I think we won a city title, never the Catholic League, which obviously is the, the crown jewel for yeah. a Catholic League athlete. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I don't know that I would say I was the – I'm sure other people would think otherwise, but I played with some super talented athletes going through Bonner. Are any so. of those guys playing professional ball at this point? Playing professional ball at this point, no, I don't think they are. Hmm. I don't think they are. And obviously there's a big-time prospect coming out of Bonner this year um, in Kevin McGonigal. But from guys that I played with, I don't think anybody from Bonner is in pro ball. I think there's a couple Catholic League guys. So where were you in the number, at number 10? Where were you? Right in the middle, five. Right in the middle. And four older they... brothers, four younger brothers, and then my younger sister right below me. So I've got uh, a buddy of mine. Uh, who basically the Chambers family, and they, they, they literally would call by their number. Like, literally, the parents would say, <laughs> How number, number four. What, what? You know, Tim Chambers and Pat Chambers. And Pat Chambers is yeah. now the head coach at FGCU. Yes, exactly and, right. Okay, that's a Pat's a good story. buddy of mine. So here we go. I'll get into that real quick. So a guy I went to school with uh, at Bonner, and then I was roommates with at Penn State. Kev, Kev Hudash is his name. So while I was at Penn State, Pat Chambers is obviously the head coach of the yep. basketball team. My buddy, Kev, who's my roommate, gets onto the staff as a uh, I forget what he started out as, and then became a grad assistant. And then Chambers went to LaSalle last year, and now is at FGCU. Yep. So he brought Kev down with him. Um, last week we were in Fort Myers. We had the overnight trip. So Kev took me on a little tour of the FGCU campus. Nice. And there's the other the Chambers connection slash Penn State slash. That Delco is really a small sort. world. Yeah, and I used so. to hang out with Pat way back in the day in Avalon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, in the beach house and whatever with a bunch of. You know, 10 different guys in there. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and Pat's come up here to spring training a bunch of times. Yeah. Does that happen a lot, uh, Jim, like in terms of, uh, you know, fi- like do you see other uh, guys from Philly or the Philly area as you make your way through the minors? Oh, a ton. Uh-huh. A ton. It's, I mean, you guys know how it is. It's such a small world. I, I was in uh, Montgomery, Alabama in 21. And that, I use this example because that's like the, the last place I would expect to see, right. a, you know what I mean, Delco people, but – Multiple times throughout that season, you walk, you come across people before or after games with some sort of shirt, whether it be a Wawa or a Delco <laughs> or a, just the reference of, hey, Bonner. And it's yeah. like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And I mean, how did you get here? Well, I also like the fact, too, uh, you know, you were born in an age where when you were hitting, you know, 12, 13 years old, the Phillies were starting to, were you know, it, you know right. that was the 2006, 2007. Yep. So were, did you go to a lot of games? Were you at the ballpark a lot? So I didn't go to many games just because I was always playing. Some sort of sport, especially in the summer, it was baseball transitioned straight into football. Um, so I didn't go to many games, but you better believe I was watching. Yeah, as many, especially yeah, yeah. with those teams, I was watching a good bit of those games. Yeah, did you have a favorite player? I said, I mean, I was up the middle guy. I was a shortstop growing up, so I liked Rollins, I liked Dudley, but that whole team. I mean, yeah. coming up, there was a lot of good athletes: Chooch, Howard, Burrow, Rowan. Yeah. I mean, you name it back then. Yeah. Now, like a lot of guys, it's it's they're multi-sport athletes. So <clears throat> JT Romuto obviously was. Probably could have played quarterback anywhere. He's getting recruited big-time places. His uncles were great wrestlers. I think JT was also a great wrestler. And then you look at even J- you know, Jimmy Rollins. You mentioned Jimmy. Jimmy was a point guard, basketball player. You know, so, And I know you were quarterback, right, at Bonner? Yes. So yeah. did you ever think, was, was it always baseball or, or could it have been football? Uh, growing up, it was always baseball. I had a, I really did have a love for football, and I got some interest going into my junior year that I don't, I don't know that I really expected it because it was always baseball for me. So it definitely was a quick thought there for a second. Um, but going into that junior summer, it definitely became strictly baseball. Uh, people ask me all the time. I definitely – I don't want to say I regret it, but I, I really did love football, and I think there was a couple schools that were going to let me go two-way. 
So did you stop playing football, or you just just didn't know you weren't going to college? No, I go played co- through my senior season. Oh, you did? Okay, good. Yeah, and then for and college, you, it was strictly baseball. And were you an option type? Were you a running type quarterback? I was were you definitely a, pro style? a run type first. Um, so I wasn't a quarterback growing up. It was my my freshman year, I guess, that kind of just threw me in there. Um, sophomore year, I wasn't the starting quarterback. I was mainly a defensive first guy. Um, and then going into junior year, same deal. They kind of just threw me under center as the athlete. Uh, but definitely a run first type player. Uh, uh, Penn State quarterback, though, wasn't in your, you know, you go to Penn no, State. See, that's who would a different you had to knock animal. off? That was a different. Uh, that is. Uh, back when I was there, Hackenberg. Yeah. Oh, right. Hackenberg, sure. But yeah, Penn yeah, State yeah. football is a different yeah, different yeah. beast than the Catholic League. <laughs> All right, so you get to Penn State, and, and that's another, I guess you were looking at other schools, too. Were you drafted out of high school or in, for baseball? Did you get drafted or, and then go to college or just go to college? play there and then you get drafted out of college. I was never drafted out of high school. A um, little bit of interest, but I think I made it pretty clear that I was going to college. Okay. Uh, so I didn't get drafted out of high school. Went to Penn State for my three years. Did pretty well there. Um, drafted out of my junior year in the 19th round by the Rays in 16. Okay. So. And was that basically where you expected to be? Uh, did, you have any, did you have any preconceived notions of where you might land? No, I didn't. Um, I actually had to do a presentation for one of my classes in college, and I think I put myself in that range just based off of numbers and stats. And um, But me, I just wanted the opportunity. It didn't really matter. Right. I mean, I made that pretty known going into the draft for all the teams that reached out. It was just like, I just want a chance. Probably not the best for my stock and the actual signing purposes, but I didn't really care. I just wanted to play baseball. And, but how was that day? Were you at home? Like, how do you get work? So I was actually at my um, my girlfriend, my girlfriend's house on the couch. Um and later on, later on rounds, there's not much of a – it's kind of just like they call you and say, hey, we're going to pick you. Um, so I got a call, and I, there was no – I don't think I had heard from the Rays pre, pre-draft. Um, and then I had gotten a call from one of the scouts and said, hey, listen, man, we're thinking about taking, taking you next round. And I was like immediately like, oh, okay. Like, again, I'm not – is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? I don't know. Is he lying to me? Um, and then I got a call about 15 minutes later, and he was like, hey, man, we just took you in the 19th round. It's kind of – Pretty surreal. Again, something yeah. that didn't really hit me right away. Um, but awesome. Again, something every kid dreams of. And you went and to short short, uh, short season A ball. Uh, where, where was that? Um, the Penn League. I was in Hudson Valley. Oh, Hudson. Okay. Which was awesome. Yeah. Great experience. Yeah. Um, and then that, that I think I got by the my way, first. By the way, he's the best friend of the Fanatic, as you know. So he's been to every minor league yeah, baseball stadium. Oh, there you been go. to a lot yeah, of ballparks. In, in, in the country. Good, well, I knew, I, and you then eventually the got to Durham. And uh, yeah. I followed the Fanatic to Durham back in the early 90s. It was just before uh, they built the new ballpark. So okay. the Fanatic did the old ballpark where yeah. they filmed, you know, yep. Bull Durham. Yep. But uh, yep. how'd you like playing in Durham? Unbelievable. Yeah, it's a great baseball up, town. Up to this point, it's probably my favorite place I've ever yeah. played. Uh, unbelievable baseball town. Small little cool city type feel. Um, the fans are unbelievable. They pack the place Tuesday through Sunday. Now that we have the off days on Monday, uh, the stadium's great. The people are great, and not a bad word to say about it. It's yeah. probably my favorite place I've played up to I this point. I guess if you play for the Durham Bulls, I mean, is the obviously initiation. the Starks of it too. You have to you have to watch the movie. Like, does everybody you know watch what? it yeah. every Friday I, or something? I would bet if you asked half of the roster this year, probably more than half, not, they probably wouldn't even half of them would say they never even heard is that of it. True? Well, you know, it's yeah. funny. I mean, I mean I've, think seen about the movie. Tom. I've seen it's, the movie. We're, we're getting old, it's man. Old. I know that movie is long such time a good ago. Flick, though. It's such a good it flick. is. It's as good of a, a movie about minor league baseball yeah. as there yep. is, though. Right. You know. Yep. All right. Oh. So then, this off season, you become a free agent, minor league free agent, right? So you can go with anybody. So. Was your heart set on Phillies, or or did you just 
did that naturally come come into play? So back to that first conversation about like was it always the Phillies coming into this offseason as a free agent? Like you said, it's kind of free reign. I get to go wherever I want and or whoever wants me, wherever the interest is. Uh, so going into the offseason, I didn't really have uh, a set team. Like at this point in your career, you're kind of looking for opportunity. Yep. Um, so going into the offseason, no preference. Um, my agent had called and said a few teams had reached out. There's a little bit of interest, which is cool. Like that's all I was looking for. I wasn't. I didn't have the greatest year last year. I was just hoping to have some sort of opportunity coming into the season. Um, so he called and named. There's probably five or six teams that he had told me were interested. Phillies being one of them. And at that point, the Phillies kind of sit in the back of your head is like, again, the hometown kid. Is it just like a courtesy? Is it? I don't really know. It would be really cool if that happened. But right. at that time, they were kind of out of those six teams. I kind of put them on the back burner, thinking, again, it's kind of. What are the chances it's going to happen? And then I think he called me. It was uh, two weeks after that initial call and said the Phillies are really interested. They're thinking about making an offer. So I said, same thing, kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Would, like the Phillies are the first team that's going to make an offer. Okay. So then he calls the next day and said, here's the offer. It's a pretty good one. And right away, again, in my head, as soon as the offer was made, I kind of was like, done deal for me type deal. Yep. But I said, do your due diligence, reach out to whoever you have to, see if there's anything else on the table. But in my head at that point, and even knowing what this roster was and what this team is. Um... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It was a kind of a no-brainer for me. Now, was it? Were you excited to talk to your siblings, to your parents, yeah. to other your friends? Say, <laughs> hey, guess what? I'm I'm now I'm gonna be I'm gonna be with the, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be with the Phillies. <laughs> so when I got the initial phone call, it's like the unofficial official type deal. Mm-hmm. Like I still had to sign the paper, so I had to hold it in for a week. Me and my now fiance. Um, had to hold it in for a week. Not so hard for me. I think it was tough on her a little right. bit. Um, but when we finally get to, did get to tell them the news, it was pretty cool. I think they were probably more jacked up than I was. Yeah. And still are, honestly. I shouldn't say that. It's, it's a blast being here. But, again, it's different from the player perspective. Yes. Being the, on the fan side of it. But and I, and awesome. I tell you what, too. It's, it's you know, you're you're the type of player, too, that, you know, right now it's, versatility is, is so big. So you look at, you know, sometimes people get pigeonholed. And if you're just a first baseman or if you're just a, you know, right fielder, then you get pigeonholed. But you are, you played shortstop in college, right? You played pretty much everywhere in the infield, played center field, right? So, and that gives a lot of people, you know, guys like that leg up because that's what a lot of teams are looking for that. Yeah. That super, super Super utility guy. Yep. yep. Um, Yeah. I kind of pride myself on being an athlete on the field. I don't even... People call it the utility role. I kind of just have always, like, I'm an athlete. Yep. I'm an athlete. I like to play where I can. Um, but I learned early on with the Rays, um, and they do a good job of um, developing those type of players. Um, but early on with the Rays, they kind of made it known to me, like, if I think your best path is probably going to be the utility role. As they, so, they they draft athletes. Yep. The Rays do. They, they draft athletes. Well, that's, that's the other that thing, too. Can. It's almost like I would almost take it, if I'm drafted by the Rays, 
I'm taking that as a badge of honor because the Rays literally, yeah, yeah. They, they they do as much with little, meaning they, they they're not spending money. They're in that toughest division, yep. arguably almost every year, and every year they're like, ah, oh, the Rays. Who do they have? They lost so and so. They lost so and so. And every year they're in the they're in the playoffs, right? So yeah. it's almost a badge of honor. If you're getting drafted by the Rays, yes, they do a, they do a heck of a job. And even being in the organization for seven years, I don't I couldn't I couldn't pinpoint the exact recipe that they have to do it, but they do a really good job of whatever it is that they yeah. do. And I'm in the organization for seven years, yep. you know, and I can't really tell you what the secret is, but they do a good job overall of everything. Don't have a bad word to say about the yeah. organization. I had a great experience, but obviously they do they're doing something right. And after uh, you. You get word you're coming to the Phillies. At some point, somebody from the Phillies, do they reach out to you and say, hey, this is how we see you? Uh, do they chart a little bit of, you know, uh, your your path a little bit? Obviously, it's a veteran. We have a veteran team um, and a team that went to the National League. Do you, do you get a sense on, uh, you know, what yeah, your role yeah, is yeah. going to be? So I think everybody's experience is probably a little different. Um, when I had signed, I don't think anybody reached out specifically about what my role was going to be. Um, but again, I had a pretty good idea coming in. Again, this roster is basically, I mean, it, they got the meat, the meat on, on their bones of what they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but being the utility guy, I kind of knew that's probably going to be my role, fill in where I can. Mm-hmm. And then coming into camp, it seems like, again, they knew exactly what they wanted with that lineup. They signed a lot of utility guys, guys that can play everywhere, which, again, is the right way to do it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, coming in, I don't think, I don't think um, there wasn't really a plan laid out or anything. But then as you get into camp, you kind of see and what they want from you, and they give you a little bit better idea of – how it's gonna how it's gonna go? All right, so let's talk about the camp. You're in camp. You're you follow. You know, obviously you 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 must have followed the playoffs last year, just as a fan yep. and as a yeah. you know, someone in baseball. Um, <clears throat> so you're familiar with these guys, maybe not personally. Yes. But how's it been so far interacting with you know a lot of the guys that again you watched during that playoff run? Yeah. So you get a lot of questions from back home. Again, coming from a huge family, it's kind of everybody wants to know how so and so, how so and so, how so. And nobody did you give him the full dirt, or did no, yeah. no. Well, that's the, that's the funny thing because even me coming in, it's like being in baseball for so long. You see all these 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 players is what I call it. Like I, I know them as players. I don't know them as the people yet. Whereas in the race system, I knew the person right. and the, the people, right? So then getting into this locker room, I mean, it was like my first day. It was like such a good positive experience talking to some of the veteran guys. And right then, I knew. Again, being in the game for so long, and I tell people all the time, like, games are one on the field, but a big part of it is the locker room. Sure. And that's what the people don't get to see is the locker room aspect. And I knew right away, within a week, it's like, it's, it's no secret why they went as far as they did last year. You know what I mean? Not a sink, not a bad experience in the locker room yet, but no dirt, no specifics. <laughs> but these guys have been awesome so far. But you're totally right, because it's if you're it, it all depends on that veteran leadership. If that veteran leadership are great players on the field, but they're not Really good leaders, or, or you know, not good people, then that can that can trickle down big time to the rest of the team. What? Whereas when you look at this team, when you got JT and Schwarber and Harper and Reese and guys that have been around for a long time, every one of those guys is totally solid. Great, you know what I mean? Solid. It, it's totally solid. I mean, top to bottom. Right. Well, well, and, and how they handle young players too. It was uh, you know said last year that you know we have the, those young players, the daycare group, you know, Bohm and Stott and some of these players, and the leadership said, hey, let's. There's not going to be any orientation. There's not going to be any yep. initiating. There's not yep. going to be any hazing. Uh, we're going to treat. Be yourself. You don't have to cower in a corner just because you're a rookie. And uh, I think you're seeing some of that. Uh, some of the positive yeah, that's, that. and I, like the the best the best version of the player comes out when you're comfortable right and it's like if you're feeling like you have to prove yourself in front of some of these veteran guys or and or they're treating you a certain way in the locker room like you kind of got to earn your keep before we, before you get in with us you right. know what i mean that type of mentality like you're not going to be your best self on the field 
which I think they understand because, again, we've had meetings where they know it's going to take more than what they have, right? It's going to take 40, 50, 60 guys in a year to get to where you want to yep. go, and they've embraced that, and obviously it's paying off. Is there one person that's been – or a couple people that have taken you under their wing? Uh, under my – I wouldn't say under my under under their wing, but Reese has been great. Reese has been, I think, if I have any issue, I feel super comfortable. Not that I'm super close with him. Mm-hmm. If I have any sort of issue, I feel no, no problem going to him. Schwarber's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not even the interaction, just watching him being around. He seems like a great guy. But like I said, the whole locker room's been great. I haven't had a bad experience yet. And then even staying down here, um, do you, uh, do you uh, have roommates? You guys kind of live so, together, or where, where yeah, are you staying down here? Uh, see, I'm in a, uh, an apartment separately with my fiance, oh. and at this level, I think most guys are, especially with those guys. I know a lot of them have kids or married, so. Um, but I know a good, and even I'm getting into that now, where like you, you hang out with the guys you get to know. Um, I wouldn't say I've, I've hung out with everybody has kind of their groups and whatnot, um, but obviously, like I said, past the field, like you're hanging out off the field, um, and obviously, as we get closer and I get closer with people, I look to start doing that as well but um yeah everyone's kind of on their own outside of the field another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Depending all right, on their situation. Let's go back to Delco here. So, first of all, yeah. Ben Davis is from Aston. Yeah. Right? Ben. So, when I met Ben, when, when did Ben start? A long time ago. I said, knowing I was going to get this reaction, I said, hey, Ben, you know, John Brazier, I said, I'm from Delco. He is, you're from Delco. Where are you from Delco? Yeah. He's expecting me to say <laughs> whatever, somewhere. Yeah, right. And I said, I'm from uh, St. David's. He, he said, that's not Delco. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and then I knowing went to Malvern, and Malvern guys hate Harvard School guys. Yep. So I said, yep. I also was an Interact guy. He's like, yeah, what, what school are you? I said, Harvard School. He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no. He's like, double strike. <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny to me, the because uh, I had somebody the other day, I was signing autographs, and somebody came up to me, it's Havertown. So my whole, a lot of my family's from Havertown. Yep. Upper Darby, they border each other. And this one guy looked over and he said, "That's not Delco." And I said, "Where are you from?" And I think he said, "Like Glen Mills or something." I said, "Come on, dude." Right, right. right, <laughs> that, right. That's not. That can be Delco, but that's not Delco. Delco to me, of, again, depends on where you're from. Spent a lot of time at the stadium, right? In oh Hallertown. yeah. Yep. I spent most of my freshman sophomore days hanging out there on the weekends. Yeah. Um, all right. So then let's go to Mayor of Easttown, right? So you saw Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, a couple and years that, back. That, that kind of put Delco on the national, I guess, international map now. Yeah. So right. what did you think of the of uh, Kate Winslow's Delco accent. That, now they made fun of it on Saturday Night Live, but what was your? What was your? Did you think they did a good job capturing uh, Delco? I guess in a sense they they did a good job of some accent, and I know we just we were talking about this, maybe a little forced. And people, I've been approached by a few people over the years that I do have some sort of accent, but it's one of those things. It's ah, uh, you know what I mean. I don't, 
I don't know that I have yeah. an accent, or I don't even when talking. I guess if you're a Felco Delconian, you don't even realize the accent, right? Um, but yeah, I don't, maybe I don't a little an, forced. I don't, I don't hear an accent. Yeah, I don't know. You? Maybe it's when I get around the baseball people, I lose it. It's like one of those things you get around like yeah. a, a southerner. You kind of get that. Little Although John, when, or, when Jim walked in, he saw your Wawa cup. He's like, ah, oh, I need a yeah, Wawa. I need yeah, a Wawa cup of coffee. Uh, it's like, oh yeah, he's Delco. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I grew up on on the Wawa, and then once I got into coffee, it's all I drink. Now, now do you follow all the other sports? Flyers, Sixers. I do. Eagles? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's um, a shame you weren't. I don't know. Now, yesterday you were. Yesterday you took BP against somebody, and I, I, I and you went yard. Yeah. Who was who was that against? Nelson. Right, right, exactly right. Nick Nelson. Uh, I was remember I was, I was tell, yeah. trying to tell you. Yeah, I yeah. knew you went yard. Uh, but yesterday, if you stuck around, when did you leave here? Uh, when did I leave here yesterday? Probably like noon. Two, noon one, okay. One. Well, the Flyers, some of the Flyers came here. Uh, Did they? J- Jameson and I gave them a tour, and we had Carter Hart. We had uh, Owen Tippett. We had Scott Lawton. Ah, oh, no way. <clears throat> and we had Joel Farabee. I wish I had. Yeah, they're playing tonight, right, John? They're playing tonight. Oh, they're in Tampa? Tampa, yeah. yeah. Oh, no way. If yeah. you want tickets, I might be able to help you out here. Oh, so we'll talk off, we go. We'll talk off actually, the air. You know what? Yeah. Because I'm going tonight with a uh, high school buddy, uh, whatever, guy. I went to UVA, a guy from UVA, and then... Uh, Kevin Stocker, our broadcaster, okay. is uh, we're all going to the yeah, game. Yeah, we're going to have to chat about that after this. All right, we'll talk after. You know what? Tell you what, if you do well in the quiz, we're going to have that for you. Pressure's <laughs> on now. You want to do the quiz? Go yeah, right let's quiz. see what Jim can do. All pressure's right. Pressure's on now. You know what? Let's just go right to that. So, Jim, we have a quiz, and okay. thanks, for, by the way, for yeah. being our guest. Great to get to know you. It's eight questions, multiple choice. Tom, what's the bar for Flyers Lightning tickets tonight? I mean, that is the best – Probably uh, incentive we've had. Yeah, yeah. Cause norm- so. Normally, it's like a fanatic book or yeah. a fanatic hat or something. Pack, <laughs> the ultimate prize. Uh, let's still make it. He's got to get six out of eight. We gave Hugh Douglas a bucket hat. That was pretty good. That was a good one, right? Yeah. yeah. What type of trivia are we going for here? Do I get a? Uh... It's about you. It's about so you. It's you have an inside me. track. Okay, you'll you'll crush this, Jim. I better. You are going to crush this. All I right. Hope I get eight, six to eight. Six out of eight. I think you're going to you're going to do well here. Thanks for the visit. Let's get down to business. Now here's your chance to show how much you really know. He might get grumpy if he can't stop you with Brazier's Quiz. Here we go. First question. As we said all morning, you grew up in Delaware County. Uh, based on population, what is the largest borough in Delaware County? Now, Chester doesn't count since it's a city, okay? But the largest borough, okay, is it Lansdowne, Yaden, Darby, or Collingdale? Wow. Lansdowne, Yaden, Darby, or Collingdale? Lansdowne, Yaden, Darby, or Collingdale? Yeah. It's the largest borough in Delaware County. By population. Again, Chester Chester would be... I see. But Chester's a city. That's yep. not just a borough. Um, I think I'm going to go with Lansdowne. Oh, close. It's Yaden. Yaden. Yaden's a little bit They're, they're, also, they're like a little conglomerate. Yeah, they're kind of right. <sighs> all right, it's all right. I think you're a tough one go. to start. I know, on. but I think he's going to do well here because I think it, it gets easier. All right. All right. Uh, which one of these celebrities never lived in Delaware County? Okay, never lived in Delaware County. Jennifer Aniston, Tina Fey, Will Farrell, Vince Papali. So I... God, I can go 50-50 here. But Jennifer Aniston, has she ever lived in Delaware County? I don't think so. But Will Farrell too. Because I know the other two have lived in Delaware yes. County. Yeah, Tina wow, Fey, Upper Darby. Who's gracious. Tom, Tom Burgoyne has met 
Tina Fey. Yes. Uh, and Vince Papali's good friends. We've, yeah, we've, we've been on our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All right. So Jennifer Aniston, Will Ferrell. You are right. It's down to those two. I mean, I feel like out of, I'm thinking the obvious, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> oh, man. Jennifer Aniston. Go, uh, she lived in Delta, She lived in Eddystone. Really? No yes. Way. She lived when? in Eddystone, and then her dad got a job in New York, ah. and they moved to New York. Wow. Yeah. yeah. How about that one? I start did here. not know. Yeah. I got a, you got to table. on my Delco history <laughs> here. <laughs> this, one, this, one, this should be a little easier. Oh. You played at Penn State, uh, as we talked about. Which of these celebrities did not go to Penn State? Terry, I'm probably going to butcher the name, Pegula, who's the owner of the Buffalo Bills. Pegula. Pagula, thank okay. you. I knew I'd he, put you from there. there. Okay. The ice arena is named after Yeah, him. I know. He's like the, yeah. He basically sponsored the whole <laughs> yes. hockey program. Uh, Ty Burrell, who plays Phil in Modern Family. Uh, Saquon Barkley and Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, who did not go to Penn oh, State? Man. Terry, Peg, what did you say? Pagula. Pagula. Ty Burrell, who played Phil in Modern Family. Saquon Barkley or Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad. Again, I... <laughs> Man, which of the two? <laughs> I mean, I've already got my two, so I'm just going to go Cranston. You're right. Brian right. Cranston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Nice. Here we nice. go. I didn't know Phil from Modern Family went to Penn State, but now, now <laughs> I do after doing this research. I didn't All know right. that either. That's you also went classic. to Monsignor Bonner in Drexel Hill, which we talked about. Which celebrity did not go to Bonner? By the way, I guess Rob. I better know this one. I should have put Rob Ellison here because Rob, yeah, you know, yeah. Rob Ellison yes, is a friend of both of ours. Yeah. Uh, Bonner, pride of Bonner. Legend. All right, so who, who did not go to Bonner? Dave Matthews, John Nash, who's the NBA GM of many teams, uh, Jamie Kennedy, uh, John Capaletti. So Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews. Yes, Dave yeah, Matthews correct. from South Africa. Yes. So, yes, yeah. it's a little far from, from Bonner. Uh, yeah, from Bonner. <laughs> yeah. All right, you're on a roll now. Here we go. Right? Two Here for we four. Go. Here we go. All right, you were drafted in 2016. Who was not a first-round pick that year? Whoa. Who was not a first-round pick that year? Uh, Gavin Lux, Ian Anderson, Pete Alonzo, Nick Senzel. They were all That's drafted. They were all yeah. drafted in 2016, and one of them was a second round draft pick. Of course, one know. of them was a second round. Pick. I know. I, Gavin Lux, Ian Anderson, Pete Alonzo, Nick Senzel. Let me do my math here. Senzel was a first rounder. Lux had to have been a first rounder. And then, um, then it would be between Ian Anderson and your, Alonzo. Yeah, your, 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 your math is already yeah. You're always down to a 50-50. Yeah, yeah. You're now down yeah. to Ian Anderson and Pete Alonzo. And this is not and Ian normally, Anderson, the uh, lead singer of Jethro yeah, Tull, yeah. by the way. <laughs> normally the pitcher would be the, the first-round talent. So Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo, yeah, second-round yeah. draft pick. Nice deduction there, Jim. Yeah, right just there. Do, you know what I mean? Some sort of that reasoning some in the head. Brett yeah. reasoning he right is there. on a roll. I think, I think you're going to do well here next two. Thir last one might be a little hard. Okay. In 2016, you played for the Hudson Valley Renegades in the New York Penn League. Which one of these guys was not a teammate? Okay, now that's oh we, man, I, I don't well, get this. I'm well, walking I know because <laughs> I usually do this to guys that have you <laughs> yeah, know, like that, that played a long time year old ago. Guys. I'll do like Dickie Knowles from nineteen whatever, <laughs> you know. But uh, you have to guess who was not your teammate. Uh, Miles Master Boney. Master Boney. Garrett Fullencheck, uh, Brock Burke, Dan McDonough. Dan McDonough. <laughs> All right, good. Do you know who Dan, you know Dan McDonough is? Dan McDonough. The, the name's, it's got to be someone he's, from Delco, right? No, no. He's uh, assistant general manager here at the. Oh, okay. uh, you've, yeah, seen, yeah. you've seen him around. I'm he, sure I have. During the games, he's actually the one that 
He doesn't do it in open, but he sings "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Take me out to the ball game. Oh, yeah, okay. and there he's we go. Uh, legend. He's here. a legend here. He's been here for many years. All right, so you're on a couple. I think he's got what four in a row right here. Yes, I got, he's a, got four in a row. He need to get. He needs to get, get the last, the last two. two. I yeah. never know. I never know if players know their numbers. Right? You never know their numbers. They like, do. They do. Yeah. Jim's gonna know. Go ahead. Like All their right. numbers, they're just a lot of numbers. So that ha- he wore. What type no, of no, 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 no. Oh, oh, how oh. many career home runs do you have in the oh, minor leagues? Those kind of oh, numbers. Man. I thought you were talking many, about uniform how, numbers. How many career home runs do you have in the minor leagues? <laughs> Is it 57, 64, 45, or 48? 57, 64, 45, or 48? All right, I gotta go back to the math because I gotta get these two. Now, Tom, do you? Now, do you think I? You would think you'd know, like, I, not necessarily. No, 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 no. Meaning, meaning, like somewhere. me or you, like <laughs> these guys are so humble. They don't, you know what I mean? They're like, yeah. I, they, they, that's what I'm saying. They don't know. Like, if I played, if I had this many home runs, I'd be like, I know, I know exactly how many home runs. <laughs> meaning, because, because I think I'm basically saying I'm not, I'm not humble. <laughs> <laughs> you. No, you would know every uh, hit you <laughs> Any had. Any positive stats. Yes. I would, there'd be a story would, behind it, too. I would forget the negative stats, and I'd go with the positive stats. <laughs> where, were, where were the options again? Yeah. All right, so you got 57, 64, 45, 48. I'll give you a you hint. You had 18 you, last year. Now, sort of sort of now, usually in the SATs, you usually eliminate the bottom and you eliminate the top, right? So it's usually, I'm going to get you in that 50-50 mode. So you can just throw out the 45 and, and, throw, out, and throw out the 64. So I'm giving you that hint there. So it's between 57 and 48. How many home runs have I hit over the years? I'm going to say 48. Oh, 57. Really? Oh, that's fine, though. I'm okay with being wrong on that one. All right. All yeah, right. right. Humble. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, boy, yeah. Jim's humble. All right. It's if you get really this cool. one, and I'll give you a lifeline on this one, you win Tampa Lightning tickets. Tampa okay. Lightning Something tells tickets. me he's going to get the tickets anyway. But go ahead, John. <laughs> All right, you can Hopefully, use you can use crossed. you can use Tom as a lifeline Hopefully, for the last that's, question. Okay. That's usually not very helpful. But right. Go ahead. John. The Phillies started training in Clearwater in 1947. It is the second longest team slash relationship of a team city relationship in Major League Baseball. What team slash city is number one? Start. They started in 1934. Is it the Cardinals in Jupiter? The Red Sox in Fort Myers? The Tigers in Lakeland or the Pirates in Bradenton? Now, again, you can use a lifeline over here. He looks pretty confident over here. He is pretty confident, so I think I'm going to go straight to him. Straight to him, huh? What you, I'm wondering, well, you haven't well, played down there yet? Let's – I don't know. Why don't you go with what you're thinking, but that doesn't count as your guess? Well, I'm just trying to think. Fort Myers is fa- fairly newer. Yep. Uh, Bradenton's kind of old, I think, somewhat. Lakeland, I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know. This one, I don't know. This All right, well, go to your lifeline. All right, then I would say Lakeland. Lakeland and the Tigers. You the are Tigers. correct. That is oh, correct. Beautiful. And beautiful. Very good. Assuming my boy Brian uh, can help me out with Jim Haley's been going to the <laughs> Flyers game. We need tonight. you, Brian. We need, you Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we need you, Brian. <laughs> I Tremendous. It, guys. Yeah, that was. That was awesome. Yeah, and if you've ever been to Lakeland, they, it's, they do have, like, it's an old facade. It's pretty cool. They've yeah. renovated it yeah. since, but uh, it's a pretty cool ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. And they had, and there's there's a there's literally a little is it a pond or it's kind of a big pond that's near the yeah. right near the clubhouse and there's like an old alligator that they call it by name that's right. in that really? pond yeah now now it's really close to the clubhouse so yeah. when someone told me I'm like well yeah, how whoa, how old is this alligator yeah, right how, how fast can <laughs> it move he's not can too he hungry yeah. <laughs> right, right. 
But uh, Jim, this was great. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate us. you guys yeah, having me on. Really uh, appreciate it. Really uh, thank you. Uh, good luck the rest of the camp. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, uh, and I think there's sure a lot of people in Delaware Valley that are no, rooting for the that, local man. kid to, to make it. So good luck, and we look forward to let's stay in touch throughout yeah, the whole no year. Yeah, no doubt. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks again, Jim. We'll be right back right after this. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And we're back. And uh, how cool is Jim Haley, John? You know, it's a great story. and you know, We're rooting for him now, right? I think, I think everybody's rooting for the guy yeah, yeah. that, you know, Again, how cool is that? We, you know, we drafted Mike Costanzo uh, out of Carroll. Right, uh, I remember that. And I think a lot of people are rooting for some. You got to love the local story. Phil yeah. Goslin was on our team at a Malvern Prep, so uh, we've had a couple of these situations. But it'd be great if Jim, and again, he's he's versatile, so mm-hmm. that could help in that Nick Maton type role. Sure, uh, you know, which who we lost uh, in the off season. So, yeah. um, but there's a lot of competition. So, but you know, now I know I'm going to be rooting for him. Going forward, so. yeah, and I asked him. You know, I guess at that age, it's not like they do have a path when they come to a team. It's like you go out there, you play, and then it's they tell you, okay, we think you should be Lehigh Valley, or we think you should be at Reading, or like it's not like they draft you and say, hey, we see you. I think you come to camp, and it's the, you, you, you know you do your thing. I and, think you got to block everything out. Right, you got to just you know you. You don't look at your teammates as competitors. You basically do as best you can do, show the versatility, show what your strengths are, and then, yeah. you know, and even if you go to AAA, then do the same thing, and then who knows? Someone gets traded, someone gets injured, someone, yeah. you know, they, they, they need you for, for some role, and boom. And then, then once you get your foot in the door, just like in, in a job, yep. you know, you make sure you yeah. – you, you do well. So. Yeah, well, we're, uh, we're rooting for Jim Haley. And uh, so we just talked about you came down, John. Now, um, generally, you, when you come down here to uh, Clearwater, you sit on a beach for like four weeks. <laughs> but uh, you actually, I mean, are you actually going to be working down here? or Tom, this is my 30th spring training. 30th spring Although, training. Although, I shouldn't say that because of the pandemic. Correct. And, uh, yeah, so I think this is whatever – Take the pandemic out of the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. This should be my 30th spring training. So uh, so my job uh, down here is I usually wait till the game start. Uh, that's why I got down a little later and because I bring radio stations down. So starting tomorrow, we're broadcasting this on Tuesday, uh, the 7th. Um, but starting tomorrow, we're going to have some radio stations that will – be down here. So I know Ike Reese and John Marks. Yep. Jack Fritz will be down here uh, went doing broadcast Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, I did a radio show on my local radio show, WBCB. Did that last Sunday after the post game. I went right to uh, Dunedin. Dunedin. Yep. And I'll be doing well, co-hosting with you uh, yep. this, this Sunday. Uh, so I'll be doing that pretty much every Sunday. Uh, but then, again, WIP will be broadcasting live this week. And then the following week, we have Anthony Gargano, 97.5. Uh, doing three days down here, and then Preston and Steve, WMMR, will be broadcasting. How excited do those guys day. get? Right? And I know how excited uh, you know they get. But I mean, it is pretty cool. They they circle this on their calendar. You know, Preston and Steve. I know the WIP guys. Yep. You know, fanatic. You know, it, I think they get very excited, especially you know that you know I'm sure some of the like uh, Angela who just retired. Mm. 
Now, Angelo probably was, saw it more as a nuisance to kind of get out of, you know, Philadelphia and the comfort zone of, you know, of the studio and all that. But, you know, when you get a lot of, you know, more of the younger folks, and it's like to Angelo, he, Angelo came down here many times, and I'm sure he enjoyed himself down here. But when you get the younger guys and the, you know, you get down here, you know, you're, you're yeah. doing the broadcast in the ballpark. You're getting to know the players like we just did right here with Jim. You, you know, you're, you're um, interacting with the players in a more casual environment, so they get to know these guys pretty well, which then helps them during the season that if they call and say, hey, can we get Reese on during the season? Well, Reese had that personal interaction with him while they're down here. And maybe they might run into him down at, the, you know, at a restaurant or somewhere down here. So they, get, yeah. they build relationships down here, and then – you know, obviously they're getting out of the weather too. Yeah, so they're coming down here and and know, we get to play a tour guide. So it's I love when somebody's come down, you know, for the first time, or even your group that will come down and you know just showing them different parts of the town and getting them down to the beach and the best sun places for sunset. And you know, I just love turning them on to the Clearwater area. I, I agree you know? with you because again, we had the uh, flyers down here, and we we uh, Jameson Hall, our traveling secretary, and I gave him a tour. And we had a handful of guys, um, and they were talking about what's this like as a spring training town. I said, well, hmm. I said, I, I said, if you were a player and you are going to pick a town, you are going to pick a team based on the spring training <laughs> facility, which yeah. they don't, obviously. No, They're but, trying to find the opportunity. But it, let's say that was the yeah. sole criteria, right? They're going to pick a team because of where they train in spring training. Uh, you know, Arizona's fine, but they all – they all are the same place. Yeah. They're, right? just, they're just ballparks in the middle of the desert. Right. So, and then you look at down here, now on the East Coast, I'm sure Jupiter and some of the other places are great out there. Clearwater Beach has yeah. the restaurants, has fun beach bars, has, there's golf, world-class golf courses around Tampa. If you want to go into Tampa to see a lightning game or go see a concert, which That's you and I have done. 20 minutes away. 20 minutes away. And you're right near the airport. It's uh, This is the best. And it the ballpark. Really Ballpark is—is is there a better ballpark? No, the you, ballpark's great. The complex being right next door, so even before the games start, you know, you can watch the players yep. out there on the four fields. Tiki and, bar. Uh, yeah, I think I've told you this. You know, uh, George Steinbrenner came here to a game and uh, talked to Bill Giles and uh, left. You know, midway through the game, you know, irate because he knew we had build a better you right. know, complex and better stadium than what they have over in Tampa, which is, you know, it's, it's not, it's not this. That's for well, sure. Okay. And then you take that because Yankee stadium, right? Whether it's the old Yankee stadium, new Yankee stadium, it's, you know, they always say it's a cathedral, right? And it's, it's built. I mean, it's a beautiful stadium, right? But it's more of like grandiose, right? Right. Whereas Citizens Bank is very reflective of Bay Care ballpark. They're yep. both, they're not grandiose. They're actually, comforting intimate. and they're intimate and it's yeah. family friendly in the berm where families can go on a you know blanket and sit yep. in the outfield and and it's just very family friendly friendly and just again the confines of yeah. of the ballpark as opposed to you walk into a cathedral and the grandiose pillars and the yeah you know, the, the, who needs that aggravation who needs that well and the weather john now you you were in fort lauderdale for a little bit so you know how great the weather has been has been unbelievable last two weeks it's been 80 degrees and sunny Every day, and uh, it's just been spectacular. However, uh, there have been there have been some days where there's been some wind, John. And I don't know. You were in Fort Lauderdale, so you probably missed it last Friday. The fanatic, uh, you know, as always, he packs his hot dog launcher on the truck, and the hot dog launcher makes its uh, you know uh, appearance down here about half of the games. Fanatic shooting hot dogs, and you know, 
it's not as easy as it looks, John. I, I will defend the Fanatic in this regard, in that at the uh, Citizens Bank Park, it's a big stadium. So the Fanatic's up there. All, he, it's real easy to hit the seats. This isn't more intimate. It's a smaller ballpark, and the Fanatic always likes cranking up the hot dog launcher. So many times... Hot dogs just sail right out of the stadium or right over the berm out close to Route 19. Uh, and that's part of the fun, you and, know. And do the fans boo that? Uh, they get a kick out of it, but you got to land most of the hot dogs in the seats. That's always the goal. However, Friday, I wake up. I look at my app. Winds are uh, not just gusts, but winds steady 25 to 30 miles an hour on Friday. I thought, I don't know. So I talked to the fanatic. We talked about it. Um, we weren't sure, should we even shoot hot dogs? Uh, but then we have a little team of people who, who actually put the hot dog launcher on the truck. They wrapped the hot dogs. I kind of put it out to them, and they said, no, nah, let's do it. Let's shoot hot dogs. Ah, okay. I, was, I was a little reluctant, as was the fanatic. He wasn't uh, quite sure it was going to be the right day to shoot. Go out there, John. Now, gusts were in 40 miles an hour, but steady, 25 to 30 miles an hour. He shot about 12 hot dogs that day, John, and only one landed <laughs> into the crowd. And, and one went somewhere else, too, uh, where it shouldn't have gone. Well, actually, uh, that was a couple days before the Fanatic shot one into the Phillies' dugout. I don't know who wound up getting that yeah, hot did dog. Did you hit anybody? Uh, I don't like, think uh, – I think would, they saw it coming. What would happen if the Fanatic shot a hot Somebody's dog eye out? And, and you, you, <laughs> you hit Schwarber in the head, and Schwarber's on the DL because of you. Well, the fanatic, and the Fanatic. He might – Fanatic might hear about that, but uh, <laughs> that was not the case because uh, even the Fanatic, he shot. He was trying to shoot a lot of them into the wind, and uh, they were going up in the air and then coming back towards him. You know, not even coming close. They were hitting the net that separates the you know the field from the the, the seats. Uh, so, John, I gotta tell you, it was really one of the first times the Fanatic's been. Booed, <laughs> you know that way. You it know. is spring training, though, so well, for that's, everybody. That's what I so believe working, me. He was working unconsolable, John. You know, afterwards, I was like, John, I'm, you said the right thing because I said fanatic. Listen, it's spring training for everybody. People understand, uh, but T Mac, I know, was making a big deal of it on TV. And all right, so we have a uh, lot of uh, players that were here obviously last year, and then you have some new players. Is there anybody that's uh, really taken a particular liking uh, to the fanatic? Um, no, I think they're all getting a kick out of it. You know, it is funny, John. Serious. They, they, it, it, when they're on the field, you know, they're, they're kind of, it's just like home. It's kind of business as usual. You know, they do sign, they try to sign more autographs for fans. Uh, the interaction with the fanatic, eh, there hasn't been too much. The, even the visiting team, uh, it's, we've still got some time before the fanatic fanatic, starts mixing it up. Well, the fanatic, uh, spend any considerable time with Jim Haley, our guest today. Uh, now that now, now that yes. you as a best friend yes. can go tell the fanatic that we have a Delco he, guy here, he might get a ride on the ATV. I think, uh, right. yeah, we're gonna because he he's familiar with the fanatics act. He's probably from familiar with the ATV, so I think that's gonna be the goal for the fanatic. Just get make him. sure he doesn't end up like SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, face planning. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so now you're down here for uh, the rest of the yes, spring again, training. We, okay. we have uh, all three WIP shows, 97.5. We got WXTU. We got MMR. Good. Uh, so it's uh, you know I guess the. The fruits of, of doing so well last year is that everybody yeah. wants to be part of the action, whether it's back home buying season tickets, whether it's you know sponsors coming on board, whether it's you know again radio stations coming down to broadcast. Uh, it's it's made every everyone's life 
Great. Beautiful. Right. And we're, uh, it was one week yesterday, because you did say we're recording this on Tuesday, but uh, it was one, I'm sorry, one month uh, from yesterday, opening day at Citizens Bank Park. Thursday, April 6th. April 6th. Uh, looking forward, and I'm sure the fanatic has something up his sleeve. Yeah, he's working on it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John. Well, let's wrap this spring training edition of Philly's Backstage up, and we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody.